1: Today, we're speaking with Kyle Duford. Kyle, how are you?
0: I'm well, thanks, how are you?
1: I'm very, very well. I'm excited to talk about probably my favorite industry, which is advertising and branding. Kyle is the Executive Creative Director at The Brand Leader which is an agency that is growing brands through human to human connection. And we'll, we'll tweeze through that philosophy in a little bit, but before we get there, Kyle, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career.
0: Well, well first, let me tell you that I I've never heard anyone record their open like that live. So I'm impressed. That was awesome. Yeah. I'm going to take my cue from you next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh. You know, I've been lucky enough to come from a varying background. Uh, I started off in magazines in the outdoor world, uh, was a freelance journalist after that, moved into online content online, which dovetailed really nicely to the burgeoning world of e-commerce about 18, 20 years ago, uh, and was able to tell a really great story between content Design, uh, attracting visitors in that case, and then ultimately sell, selling product, and it just made me ripe uh, for the world of branding. I had a design background, and so, yeah, I, I, uh, I've come a long way. I was on brand side for a number of years, for a good twenty years, and uh, made the jump over to agency side. And um, I'll never leave. This is this is kind of a privilege to to be working with many different businesses and brands across the globe, really. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a fortunate life.
1: Well, I see that the brand leader as a group, you know, works on all the areas of branding. Branding, brand positioning, brand architecture. Uh, I actually started my own career uh, working for what was called, in I don't know if it's called that anymore, identity consultants. Do you, do you have, the, that yeah. is that still a, an, a, an industry where we would do well, a lot of brand might, positioning and things like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, you might be dating yourself with the vernacular a hair, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the gist is the same. We we pride ourselves on calling ourselves a, a brand first creative agency. and And what that means is, you know we work with businesses who understand the importance the superiority the foundation elements of what a brand actually is and uh, and we'll work with folks who who kind of you know not only just understand that but but kind of hang their hat on a strong brand and what that means and so yeah it starts with positioning uh, as a strong foundation, and then you can pull brand strategy out from there, and you know how you're going to your product, go to market, whatever it might be. But if, if you don't understand what your brand is, and understand the power of that, then we're not the agency for you, because we're not just ones who come in and you know and draw pretty pictures or design you know great sites. Um, what well, you know, we really, really care about advancing the message of a brand and how it affects people. You, you know, you mentioned the open uh, or human to human connection element, and that's really important to us. To make you know, we say a brand is a is an emotional connection between a business product or service with a customer or potential customer, Uh, and and it's all about relationships, especially in this day and age. So if you if you get that, then then uh, we're the we're the agency for you.
1: Yeah, and I I think that there's something about the process of building a brand that is so intertwined with uh, an enterprise figuring out or perhaps being able to verbalize or visualize their culture and like what they're about. And so I think probably the reason why I find what you do so fascinating is that journey that the team, you know, that your customer goes through, right? Where they're like, they're like, yeah, yeah, we just need a logo. And you're like, okay, great. And you start down the path and you're like, yeah, I think we're going to be, you guys are going to be learning a lot more about yourselves. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, and that's true. It's, it's you know, we actually, we just got out of a leadership meeting this morning talking about about that actual thing and why we, we put such importance on the fact that we don't do a logo or come up with colors or typography or taglines until, until the end of the branding process. We make sure that we understand really what the brand is about because if you don't define it your customer ultimately will and that might not be in line with the business strategy and so we work tirelessly to understand the brand's essence purpose vision mission we hang our hat a lot on it on the brand archetypes you know the old Jungian model of uh, the 12 different emotional archetypes and personalities and and uh, we derive a lot of it from there. Voice and tone comes out of the characteristics. And uh, then that kind of enables the positioning and the unique uh, u- unique selling propositions. All of that happens. In many cases, if we're building a brand from scratch before the name even comes out because the name is inferred by those positions and, and those uh, different pillars that we've created. Uh, but if we're just rebranding a business, I don't wanna say just, because I don't wanna minimize it, but if we're minim- oh, sorry, if we're, if we're doing that, then really, it's still still the same process where the the aesthetics, the visual representation of the brand doesn't come until the end. It's kind of like we're building the building with the blueprints first, long before we decorate it and you know, paint the walls. And, and that's so foundationally important to us because yeah. those are the businesses who do really, really well. Because then yeah. the visual representation is, is literally just that because the brands can stand alone without ever seeing it. Yeah. It's the promises you make with the customer. So
1: I love the fact that you you really, I think, articulated it perfectly, which is that it's laying that foundation, right? That core foundation that in any enterprise then can can truly build not only their communications, but their solution around, uh, which is which is wonderful. I mean, as we as as you look out today, are there are there trends in the branding space? Are there different ways people are thinking about branding these days that's interesting or exciting?
0: Well, I mean, there's so many different people who think they understand what brand is and branding and what that yeah. means. And uh, depending on what part of the marketing world you're in, you said you came from advertising. And and while we dab a little bit in that, we, you know, we do a lot of more branding and, and kind of upfront stuff. Uh, yeah, we see a lot of different things. Unfortunately, the trend during the pandemic was a lot of a lot of smaller businesses just because a lot of businesses kind of came out of nowhere, um, some out of necessity, some because people said, I don't want to work for anyone anymore or go back to work for anyone. So you saw a lot of these cottage industries pop up and you know, Shopify take off and these things. Uh, and those kind of folks ended up gravitating a lot toward uh, Upwork and Fiverr and, and kind of really diminishing the value of what we do uh, because the barrier to entry is so low these days. And then the
1: more the the classic, uh, you know, identity swoosh around the logo. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, and, 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 but but they'll come back to us because those are the folks who have two, three years in. They're doing well. They're going concerned. They have a great business. They have a great product or idea and they're doing well. Uh, But if you want to grow and you hit that kind of you know, that capital ceiling, or you need an injection of capital to grow or to, you know, fund your purchase orders or whatever, you're going to get a PE group or, you know, a a venture group come in and they're going to say, Hey, this is great, great going concern. Want to be a part of this. We'll give you a chunk of money, but you need to have your branding dialed. Uh, And that's still important to investors. And so typically that's when people call us, but so that's the first bit is a lot of people going towards those kind of cheap and easy ways on the other side of things, we saw a lot of businesses the last four or five years and at the height of the pandemic for certain, but even before that, really understanding that in today's digital world, kind of digital first world, it is so important to connect with people on that level that we mentioned, that human to human connection, because it's, it's becoming so, uh, it feels like to people it's becoming irrelevant. You can talk to people through social media or through influencer marketing or retargeting ads or you know the, the data-driven society. And yet when you lose that connection, it's really, that's really what you lose. And the businesses, the larger ones, the enterprise businesses who understand that are the ones who are really spending a lot of money in brand and rebrand and kind of big brand acceleration because they understand the importance of that. And there's lots of stats out there. You know, it's um, people yearn for that human human connection. And if if a brand can provide that, you know, they'll, they'll double their revenue from those individuals who feel like they're connected with a brand. Uh, A lot of that happened for the millennial generation who wanted to see transparency in the supply chain and understanding social cause and and what brands are good for. And we saw that with brands like, uh, you know, Tom's doing one for one programs and things like that. That really ushered in that kind of understanding that a brand could have a social position and an emotional position at the same time. And now it's almost like incumbent upon businesses to have that as part of their strategy. So yes, yeah, so we're seeing those two different ends of the spectrum. The people who think it's a quick dirt down and dirty, that's kind of any industry. You're going to have people who think it's easy and the other end, people who are over-investing in brand because they, they know the ultimate return um, it, You know, can be three, four X over right. those businesses who don't invest in brand
1: yeah no i i think you're spot on and you raised uh, another dimension here which is i would say if we go back a decade this idea that you know sustainability the environment uh governance all these elements that are now really expected from leading brands uh wasn't really there and if if you're not fusing those ideas in somehow or you know weaving that into the culture you're you're really going to struggle being relevant. Um, so that's really a nice element there.
0: Yeah, relevancy is really the key, isn't there? It, it that isn't it? It's the that's the thing that brands are so terrified of of being irrelevant, and yet some of them are so trepidatious from entering into the social space and making a misstep. Uh, and, and so that's it's almost it just paints a picture clearly because a brand who knows what they stand for and what they believe in is one who, who they're not afraid to take the gloves off. You know, look yeah. at uh, Patagonia who is like, Nope, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. This is who we are. Um, and, and it is, they just repeat that time and time and time again. So it establishes that consumer confidence, but moreover, it gives them the strategy to go forward. It's, they know when to speak up. They know when they're not going to be a part of something. So if you understand the brand, it's really easy to either enter or not enter the social space. And if you do what position to take, because the brand has that position already. So you're right. It's really, really relevant uh, to brands who understand that.
1: I like that. Well, let me shift gears a little bit. And uh, you touched on it already uh, slightly, which is, you know, we we lived through this lovely pandemic moment over the last couple of years, uh, which has been challenging obviously to people on so many levels, but I'd be curious to hear how you and the brand leader team kind of face some of those challenges and maybe some of the exciting things that have maybe evolved from that.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, again, this is something we re- we were really fortunate for during the pandemic uh, itself. Actually, we moved into a brand new space. that We had, we had uh, gutted and, and cleaned everything up and we've got a, a wonderful space here. And we didn't have a, a very large team at the time, it was like nine or 10 folks. Uh, but then a week later, literally a week after we moved into the new spaces, we had to send everyone home for the lockdown. And, uh, and so that was that was pretty disconcerting. but But what happened was in in that, um, we were forced to connect in ways we hadn't never connected before. So while we're a creative agency, yes, but we're a full service agency. So we have folks in you know development, folks in content and creative, mm-hmm. digital, and so forth we were in a room every morning, well in, in a virtual room every morning, just to kind of have a standup, which we never did in practice. Right. And that just connected us in a really, really interesting way. And we ended up having the best year in, at the time in 2020, was the best year in company record. And a wow. lot of it was because some of those brands we talked about earlier, the ones who wanted to get into business or, or, or use this time to accelerate, or they pivoted. We had one major client who at the time before the pandemic was doing a, this is crazy, 120 events a year. Wow. Uh, They're in the, in the, in the ed tech space. And all of a sudden that was gone. And that was their made, you know, major revenue stream to sell wholesale and they completely pivoted and we helped them do that. And they ended up having, they had the biggest year ever. And so at that time we actually had the, the luxury of kind of figuring out with all of our clients what to do and it, it resulted in a, in a banner year for us now fast forward two and a half years and um, you know we're almost 30 person agency and now we're an international agency and we've you know we've tripled in, in revenue and and, and, uh, and quadrupled in size and, and we're we're so so um, grateful for that time. We know many businesses and many people were not as fortunate. We don't want to take that lightly because a lot of people were affected, but what it did for us, it actually just kind of polished up our own understanding of who we wanted to be Mm -hmm. during that time. And we we were forced to, and we came out the other side uh, a better agency for a a much different agency as well. Um, Yeah. It's
1: also, I think you touched on something, which I think is just such a great insight which is that, you know, you talk about your company focusing on this human to human connection. And, you know, before the pandemic, uh, you know, I imagine the architecture and the interior design of your agency office really reflected that probably human to human philosophy. But there's something almost, you know, there was this idea that, you know, we were connecting on Zoom calls that was maybe inhuman because it was using technology but strangely it was also almost more human because we were like entering people's homes, right? <laughs> we knew that they had dogs or, you know, uh, their kids got home from school at a certain time, right? So you really got to uh, understand people in a, in a, I think a more human way.
0: Uh, you're right. I mean, it's, uh, it, it was, I remember where, where I would sit every morning in my dining room, uh, and have our stand-up, and it was, I mean, my kids were around me, my wife was home, and we actually, we had recalled all of them from college, and the younger ones weren't going to school, and so we had this really awesome home, uh, just full of life, and that, you know, that was seen by my colleagues and our staff, and that, and and us, to the other folks that, like you said, had dogs, or some of them were taking care of elderly parents, and were struggling, and, um, you know, some of them were just newly married, and experiencing this whole thing in a different way, and so, it was really an interesting thing, but, but, but about that, I find what's really interesting is like before when I would text somebody or call somebody, now people want to FaceTime me all the time. They're like, that's like the new norm. And I wish that would go away a little bit in my personal life, but you're right. Things like this would have been happening, um, not quite on zoom. And, you know, the podcast explosion happened because of this, but so many other ways that we've been able to connect with people kind of because of that. And, And it, it did I actually, not, I, I was saying,
1: you know, we hired quite a bit uh, over the last couple of years, and I, I said to our head of HR um, a couple months ago, I said, you know, honestly, I think this is a great way to hire people because there's, there's like, um, kind of like a buy, bi- like an almost like an unconscious bias when you meet somebody in person, whether they're they're tall or, you know, you get, you, you notice physical things, right. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're, you're kind of hiring, you know, on zoom, you have no idea really like, and you know, what a person really looks like. And, you know, it's been so amazing for uh, you know us now that we've kind of like, a lot of us have met each other. Suddenly you're like, Oh my God, you know, Emma's like six foot three, you know. Like I never would have thought you would. Yeah. So you just get kind of a different perception, and and I well, I think that's strangely good because that bias is 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 bullshit, right? I mean, let's be honest, totally.
0: right? Well, with, and and to piggyback on that a little bit, what was really interesting for me is I saw relationships develop in the office, just you know, office friendships and and things that probably wouldn't have happened had we not all been on kind of like a Brady Bunch screen all together every day, where. Yeah. You were first of all, we're all presented equally on Zoom, right? And so that's that's a game changer. No one's standing up in front of people, no one's sitting down, it's no one's at the front of the class or not. And then on top of that, people were like, oh, wow, I see, like you said, you get a view into their world. Um, a lot of us here are cyclists and we didn't know other ones were in the business until we saw a bike in the background, or like you said, a dog in the background or whatever. Um, your kids, your family, we got to know each other so differently that when we all got back together, the relationships were kind of cross-department and 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 in, in many ways cross-social boundaries, which otherwise would have existed. And so we tried to we tried to kind of uh, kind of exalt that in many ways, and, and not just do that continually as we've grown internally, but also to our clients as well, and bring people in and out uh, of our conference room, Zoom, whatever it might be, just to continue that person-to-person connection it's it's actually it's our number one core value is people first and it a lot of that came from that time period understanding the value of that and that's been huge I love that well um, you know let's let's think about
1: the near future for a second Kyle I mean here we are in another uh, I'd say watershed moment year lots of crazy stuff happening in 2022 what does the back half of the year look like for you guys
0: well, um, you know, a lot of our clients have been very successful and um, we've got a couple very large ones that uh, our top seven clients collectively since January 1st have raised nearly $1 billion in some sort of series round, um, either, you know, pre-revenue, mostly post uh, many Serie A or B, uh, which has been really fantastic to be along the ride with them. And a lot of it is because they had strong brands that we helped create or helped accelerate um, and so we're just very thankful for those folks, and we're seeing them in different sectors. Primarily, all of them have touched technology in some regard: medtech, fintech, edtech, some straight, you know, technology plays, apps, um, some logistics uh, tech. Uh, and, and we've been really fortunate to to be to see glimpses of the future of the kind of these industries from from them. And so. The back half of the year looks really good for us. Looks really good for them. It's it's you know not really good when I look at my four hundred one k lately. But when you when you think about the investment that these businesses are putting into you know America, into the workforce, into the labor force, into growth, um, one of our clients is uh, building a new headquarters in Dallas, and they have got one in San Jose, and they're bringing jobs and they're bringing people. It's really it's encouraging to see because you don't. You don't get that by reading the news, and so I think we're a little bit of a leading indicator in what's to come, and that makes me very proud of the work we're doing, but also gives me great hope for where we're headed as an economy because I think we're going to get out of the mess we're in right now, um, and uh, and and see what's going on. So yeah, we've got we've got our sights set high for next year and the end of this year for sure.
1: Kyle, I love it. You're so optimistic and positive. Kyle for president, I tell you, right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to uh, dig
0: into my past. I, I would not <laughs> make it past the uh, the opposition screeners. So that's for sure.
1: <laughs> Kyle, if if someone wanted to learn more about what you're working on at you know at the Brand Leader, where should they find you?
0: Uh, you can go to thebrandleader.com. It's all spelled out: thebrandleader.com. We've got a bunch of uh, free resources there uh, not to mention a lot of our work not not all of it's up there but a, a lion share of it is uh some great you know we talked about archetypes great archetype quiz for free there's some free downloads uh, rebranding guides are for free you can download there's a bunch of resources there and you can always just uh shoot a note out to me through the contact form or anything uh you know phone number or whatever you see out there just to reach out if you want some more information
1: Excellent. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for being on cage today. We've been speaking with Kyle Duford. He is the executive creative director of The Brand Leader. They are growing brands through human to human connection. They work on branding, brand positioning, brand hierarchy, really building the foundation of a brand and then pushing it out to the next level. So Kyle, it's been really fun to talk to you today. Uh, We look forward to having you back in the future.
0: Thanks so much. This has been my pleasure. Cheers.